The new world order of money. We are in a changing world order. Some people get lost in YouTube, conspiracy video, rabbit holes. There's a small amount of truth in the new world order being a changing of who controls the world and how it's controlled. But in reality, I don't think it's quite as doomsday mongery as people think it is, or at least the YouTube conspiracy wormhole video consumers. And maybe it is actually, maybe one of the Rothschilds or the Rothschilds or the Freemasons, you know, or whoever controls the world. Maybe they do. Maybe the prime minister and the president are puppets. Maybe. But in reality, does it help you if you get lost into the hate and the unfairness of that? Or can you change who controls the world into you controlling your world? So that's something to think about. I ask every single one of my interviewees on the Disruptors podcast, who controls the world? And you know, only one person in recent times has said you. But the reality is you control your world. And if you think that a Rothschild or a Freemason or some kind of religion or deity or World Economic Forum or Klaus Schwab or Bill Gates or whoever else, if you think they control your world, you absolutely don't control your world. And um, someone said the media control the world. Well, the media control what information is pumped to you, but you control what you believe and don't believe. You know, you, if you can use DuckDuckGo, the internet search engine, and find things that Google will not show you. So you can still do your own research to find the, to get to the root of the factual information to a point. So anyway, some context there. Let's get into the new world order of money. Here are some things you've got to get used to that I believe are changing. Number one is money is going down in value hard. Well, when I say money, I mean currency, fiat currency specifically. There are many forms of money other than fiat currency, but money as we know it, fiat currency is going down hard in value because of inflation, quantitative easing, the mass printing of money. And now we have a lack of trust in money. So the reality is the new world order of money is that fiat currency is being debased. I mean, it's been going down since 1971 in August when, I believe it was August 1971, when Nixon removed um, the link from currency from the gold standard. Ever since then, it's been going down in value. Like think what, think what sweets you could buy for 10p 30 years ago or 1p. Think what you can't buy now for a pound or a dollar. So reality number one of the new world order, which isn't a conspiracy, by the way, it's just a, an economic reality, is that soft money, soft assets of money, soft assets are going down in value very quickly right now. And inflation might be 9, 13, 15, 22, 25, back down to 15. Bad news about the energy caps predicted to be 22.4. Good news of the energy caps are predicted only to be 15. But the reality is it's going down hard in value. And even if inflation was only 3%, like think of 3% growth compounded. 
In 20 or 30 or 40 or 50 years upwards, it's a lot of money. In 20 or 30 or 40 years downwards, it's a lot of money. So something to think about there. The second thing I want to talk about in the new world order of money is who will be the next global superpower? So Ray Dalio believes it's going to be China. And this is natural, by the way. A lot of people in the Western world are going to be very scared of China being the global power. But maybe a lot of people in the Eastern world hate the fact that America are the global superpower. Generally, the country that's the global superpower has the um, reserve currency, the global central reserve currency. And at the moment, America has it. But, you know, production in China is really high. Work ethic in China is really high. And so a few things I'm going to suggest. I think you should learn Chinese. And that might, you might not be expecting me to say that, but I think you should learn Chinese. And I think you should expect that in decades to come, America will not have the reserve currency anymore. I mean, England had it when we had the British Empire and then the, the, we had the Dutch Empire before it. You had the Roman Empire. You know, if you look back enough through history, you have empires that grow and get wiped out. So I think there is a natural movement towards a new global superpower. It's the second thing. The third thing on the new world order of money is the central banking system. Um, it's flawed. Now, all systems are flawed. Capitalism, communism, socialism or any hybrid of no system is perfect. But the central banking system of continued printing or digital creation of money, not backed by a hard asset, therefore devaluing currency in circulation then lending it out to you and you charging interest on money that isn't charging you interest on money that isn't real then drawing you in to put your savings and your spendings into savings checkings and current accounts and you paying money to do that because in interest is way lower than inflation and then them seeing that cash as a liability and lending it out fractionally reserving fractional reserve banking you put a dollar in the bank, they lend it out 10 times. So they, you know, many people do say that the current fiat money system is a Ponzi scheme. Many people do say that. And if you think about it, if, if value is created without any real intrinsic value and it's growing and growing and growing and growing and growing, I can see why people would call that a Ponzi scheme because in the end, when it becomes worthless or disrupted by a new, better form of currency, then bang, it, it implodes. Now, look, we might not be years away from that. We might be decades away from that. We, not, we might not have one overall massive crash of fiat currency. We might just have an evolution for decentralized currencies like Bitcoin. We might have a digital central currency, which scares me greatly, by the way. <laughs> Fuck off. Anyway, that's for another episode. So you've got the central banking system, by the way, there's a lot of upside benefits of the central banking system. So in a way, I've been a critic of it. But, you know, if you think about currency and money, it's one of the greatest human inventions. We can create value out of thin air. And then the whole world can buy into that exchange of value out of thin air. And for 52 years straight, and probably more, we all agreed to do this to exchange our value and products and services. 
pretty freaking amazing. It's like that's right up there with the wheel in terms of the power of the human invention. And also to get us all to believe this story, this story that this piece of paper or these coins are worth something when they're not. This is pretty powerful and an amazing tool. It's an amazing tool because it basically stopped America. America were basically bankrupt in 1971. And so the removing of the gold standard kind of got them out of that, if you like. If a country doesn't have enough money to finance a war, it can just create money out of stimulus, out of thin air, basically. So pretty powerful in some ways, because every upside has a downside. So right now, 52 years on from the removal of the gold standard and high inflation and low trust in the central banking system and the government, we find ourselves at a crossroads of what's going to happen with money, what's going to happen with our universal currency. And then Bitcoin comes along and it's like, oh, wait a minute, Bitcoin's better. <laughs> but, you know, a lot of people think that Bitcoin has less friction, more speed, more decentralization. The blockchain comes along, the, the, thought, the ideas of digital currencies come along. So that's the third Area, I think, in which we're getting a, a changing world order of money. Some of these things will happen fast and some of these things will happen slow. The next new world order of money is the state of the governments and the amount of debt that they're in. So I don't know what the American national debt is. I'm guessing it's more than 2.2 trillion, which is the UK national debt. And the lockdown and the <laughs> and the now energy cap guarantees cost our governments hundreds of billions. Hun I mean, just the energy cap guarantee is going to cost 150 billion. The furlough scheme was, I think, the fur yeah, 90 billion. So these hundreds of billions of pounds have to be paid back. And, the, you know, there's three ways for a government to pay off its debt. One, pay off its debt. Two, go bust. Three, print a load more money and devalue its debt. They're the three ways that a government can pay off its debt. Now, paying the debt back, they don't actually do that. You do it. <laughs> How? Tax. So tax is the way that the government pay off their debt. But as the debt gets bigger, the tax gets bigger. But as the tax gets too big, everyone revolts or leaves the country. So with this, this is the changing world order of money that's going on right now. And it's a fever pitch and emotion and anger and the feeling of being wronged and controlled and not, being, not having a choice is palpable. But, you know, you can go and bang on number 10 or you can try and stop Biden in his massive fleet of cars, <laughs> nothing's going to change. They're not going to do anything. The challenge I find is that governments, certainly the UK government, they don't understand basic principles of economics. They think that the only way to generate revenue for themselves is tax. It's actually one of the worst ways because the problem is tax is imposed and we pay tax begrudgingly. But imagine if we gave the government money willingly, how much more powerful would that, that would be? The way we give government willingly is if the government support us to make money. 
So if the government support us to hire people, which helps their unemployment issue, if they support us to create housing, which sorts their housing issue, if they support us to innovate and design and build and have our own independent energy sources, if they incentivize us to do all of this, we feel like we're in collaboration with our government and we don't begrudge paying fair tax. But no one in the fucking government seems to understand this. They're just like, more tax, more tax, more tax, more tax. Put that up, put court tax, talk corp tax up, put income tax up, more stealth taxes. Put national insurance up. Put sales taxes up. Double and triple the fucking, the fuckers. Double dip the tax, triple dip the tax. I've got no more holes in my body for them to stick things in. <laughs> yeah, shit. So... Here's the thing. I'm going to end on this. These are realities of the new world order of money. And what you can do about it is what I call create me economy and your GDP. So the economy is the macro, national or global flow of money. And the GDP of a nation is the total velocity, the speed and volume of the money that's through the economy. And this is what we all get hit up about. Oh, there's a recession. There's negative growth of 0.2%, three, three, three quarters in a row. Oh, you know, spending is down. Inflation is up. You know, you know we all get hit up about the economy and GDP of a nation. You should be concerned about your economy, your GDP of your own me economy, not the economy. I'm actually writing a follow up book. I'm writing two books at the moment. Well, I'm actually writing more than that, but I'm writing two books properly, as in I'm on them hard. One is called Working Title The Revolution of Money, and one is called Me Economy. So here's what you can do. Start a business, become an entrepreneur so that you pay tax last, not first, so that you can get your tax down and get your income and earning power up. Number two, you can create a meaningful product or service, whether it's employed or self-employed, that relieves the new pain that people have since maybe Brexit pandemic lockdown. What do people need now? The reason I'm writing two books on money is because people's financial situation is really painful right now. So there is a need for better financial education and knowledge. So that is why I'm writing these books. So I've figured out that there's a big fucking need across the world of better financial education and knowledge. And it has got worse, not better. So my, uh, my efforts here, my focus is to alleviate that new pain. Now, you know, when five years ago, there wasn't the same pain. Because the economy was better. The economy. But here's the thing. Me economy, your economy, can be great when the economy is shit. Your GDP, your flow of money through your own family household, can be great when the overall GDP of the nation is reducing. So you start a business for the tax breaks and the tax saves, and you pay yourself first and you pay tax last. You start a business so that you can increase your earning power. You create a meaningful product and service which alleviates current pains and problems. The next thing you need to do is you need to protect your, the money that you have. 
And the way you protect the money that you have is you put it into inflation beating assets. And cash is a depreciating liability. If you think of classic investments, i.e. that that have been here for decades, aren't sort of new and schemey. Cash is probably the one that people regard to be the safest and it's probably the worst. Gold is way better than cash. I mean, cash is fine when inflation is 5%. But when interest rates are 5%, when inflation is 2%. But cash is terrible when interest rates are 2 and 3 and 4%, but inflation is 9 and 12 and 15%. So cash is great for paying your bills. Cash is a great exchange of value. Saving cash is good for learning discipline. And it's good for building an investment pot. But you've got to really freaking quickly get out of cash because it's going down in value hard with inflation and quantitative easing. And you've got to quickly get into inflation beating assets like Rolex Daytona is a great inflation beating assets other than the, the bimetal one, but the gold and the steel ones. Gold is a great inflation-beating asset. Silver is a good inflation-beating asset. Real estate is a great inflation-beating asset. A business that um, grows its profits by more than 3 to 5% a year and makes a reasonable amount of net return is a great um, inflation-beating asset. Having software or a system or an app that produces recurring income is a great inflation-beating asset. And then you've got to educate yourself, which hopefully you're doing here. I mean, this is why you're listening. So you've got to learn about the money system. You've got to learn about the banking system. When you know the tax system really well, you can leverage the loopholes. You know, a lot of people get really pissed off that the rich know all the loopholes. That's because they've studied and figured out all the loopholes. And yeah, you could argue with me that's because they've got really good accountants and lawyers. Yeah. Or you can find it out yourself. Or you can have a desire to earn money so that you can hire good lawyers and accountants so that you can leverage all of the breaks. Because even though a lot of the tax breaks for real estate and business have been shut, there's still enough there so that you can pay a lot less tax net net. So you've got to learn about the money system, learn about managing your own finances. You've got to become your own independent financial advisor. You've got to learn to make, manage and master your own money. Multiply make, manage, master and multiply your money and be an entrepreneur, even if you're still employed and you just got a side hustle. These are the things that you can do to solve the great challenges right now of the new world order of money. And if you would like my help, I recommend that Rob.team is the best financial resource platform for you to get help, to start your business, to scale your business to get better financial education and knowledge, to make, manage, master and multiply money, to invest in inflation beating assets, to protect yourself from the new world order of money and the devaluation of money. So to join Rob.team is really easy. It costs you less than a large loaded cost of coffee a month. So when you work it out, the maths of it, it's a few pence a day and it costs you one third of the Netflix subscription. But there is no ongoing contract so you can cancel anytime. So there is zero risk to you. So I'll see you in Rob.team. Just type R-O-B dot T-E-A-M into a new web page because there is a new world order of money coming. There is a revolution of money coming and you must prepare yourself. The government aren't going to save you. It doesn't matter which, which Rothschild or Schwab is controlling the world of money. You can control your world of money.
Whilst there is a uh, recession in the GDP, there can be an aggression and a growth in your GDP. Whilst there could be a restriction and constriction in the economy, there can be a boom in me economy, in your economy.